Peace. What's happening, good people? This gift here for Pay Us No Mind, and welcome to the As I Ride My Bike podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about music and media, blog coverage, and the basically the how, imp, how press and all of that stuff works. I got a very special guest. My man, Andrew Ricketts, is in the house, and he's a writer, uh, a very accomplished writer that's written for a number of publica- publications, but... I'll let him tell you that, man. So go ahead, man. Let, let the people know, you know, what you've done, who you are. Yeah, what's up? I, um, uh, I've been a writer for about like seven or eight years, um, maybe a little more if I include some other stuff, blogging about music. Um, but mainly I've written for places like BET and Uproxx and Mass Appeal and uh, what was formerly known as Gawker. Um, and I freelance for a couple other places, basically writing stories about music, culture, um, my life at different times, and uh, anything that's really going on in the current world. So thank you. I appreciate you uh, inviting me, bro. Ah, it's all good, man. You know how we do, man. It's all love, man. Word up, yeah! I appreciate you too. You 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 joining me, man, and 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 discussing this stuff with me, man. It's all good, man. Yeah, man. So, what I wanted to get into, man, and just have just a free flowing conversation about it, just like music and media, and how everybody is using media, how artists use media, you know, and how artists can use media to their advantage and stuff. Because from what I see, right, artists use media in a very simple yeah. way right basics yeah. right they they want to get like a blog or a magazine or something like that to talk about their right. song right. and that's pretty much as far as it goes it's either uh uh post my soundcloud widget or my youtube uh video widget and say some nice words and that's as far as it go you know and i just wanted you as from your experience right working at these publications and stuff like that right like how difficult or easy is it for these artists they even get that much right mm-hmm. to get like a mention or or they get their, their to get the music covered i think it's right? um especially now it's particularly difficult for uh someone to cold call or like blindly solicit a publication um one of the reasons and I, and I tell people this when they hit me up like different social platforms people hit me up like to follow me or to ask me to cover something because they see some of the publications in the byline or my bio are are ones that cover music or have big exposure for music. And I tell them that um, the age of the music review is dead um, and that that doesn't really drive traffic or interest for big sites that focus on music with the exception of places like Pitchfork or, you know, Billboard, something that's focuses on music review. Um, because what uh, fans want, they can get from the artist directly. And so they don't, they don't like to go through an intermediary. They don't want to go through a publication. And usually the publication is just to strengthen what people already think about your music because you have a lot of reach. But then on the, on the behind the scenes note, like having worked inside of a bigger music platform or like channel, they, you know, it takes like a team. You have to have like a promotional team and like an agent and a manager. A lot of times when new artists would come through to the office building, 
they'd have a whole team with them and then it would be like soliciting the editorial group to listen to stuff and and it was like even in that situation it was like i don't know these artists um but yeah it's definitely much harder for independent artists to to get their their stuff covered just because you know yeah it's not based on you know submitting and then somebody's just listening and thinking the record is good and saying okay i'm gonna cover this because it's good right right like yeah so it don't really go shake down like that right, right? so I mean, even if the artists, like, uh, I guess, develop some type of social media buzz, there's still like a pitching process involved, right? Yeah. Like somebody has to reach out. Definitely. And, um, you know, in, in capitalism, it's still the business of art. So um, having people who are advocates for you in any industry, in any art, is going to be the way to get to that pitch meeting. Like, I, I don't think it's even any different in publishing or, or in, in movies. Like, if you're going to write a book or write a movie or, or want to sh shoot a movie, I don't think you can just walk into Universal Studios and say, hey, I have this movie idea. Um, it's about, like, you know, you have to have the kind of brand leverage and the interest first. And then once you have that interest, um, you need co-signers, you know, you need people who are going to say they're your backers. Yeah, I've seen that, man. I've seen like uh, people who submitted to blogs to get coverage and they can get a word back. And then they, they reach out to a friend that it kind of is a social that kind of like rocks with them like that. And then that person sends the music out on their behalf and then they get covered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like they ignored it when they sent it direct. And then when they went through that person, they got coverage. Yeah. You know, so it kind of shakes down like that. So, I mean, when it comes to like PR companies, right, that submit music to these these uh, press, submit music for press consideration and stuff, does that matter at all? Whether you come through a PR firm or does it still depend on what you kind of got going as an artist on your own? I, I would say uh, it's, a, it's a little bit algorithmic. And what I mean by that is that there have to be multiple factors in your equation to get seen and get noticed. So I think what's helped me, especially as a writer and pitching and, and knowing how pitches can go when I know someone versus a pitch when I don't know someone, um, it definitely helps. Like, even if you're trying to get a job, bro, like it helps if somebody at the job knows you, right? So um, we want to think, a lot of us want to think that this world is a meritocracy, right? But um, I think you have to have all the factors in your, your personal algorithm aligned. It, it helps to have a good PR agency who really believes in you. It helps to have a really good social media presence and engaged fans. It helps to have potentially, um, you know, a small indie label or even like a, a white label situation where people are backing you um, because every single person, uh, they act as proof. They're, they're like social proof that beyond you wanting something, that there's, there's interest in it. And, um, you know, I can't, I can't knock that, especially because with art being so subjective, it's hard to tell how well-liked something will be, even if I, as the individual, get it in my inbox and I like it. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, I mean, so it matters, right? Yeah, if it's it 100% matters. I mean, 
It, it definitely does. I mean, but here's the thing. Like, that PR agency is only going to fuck with you if you already have some shit bubbling. Like, if it's a, if it's a legit PR agency that you want to represent you and that has... They're not just going to take anybody. No, that's absolutely not. And, and you know what? They'll take you on, but they, you'll just be paying a fee and you won't have shit. You won't get shit from that, except you're now you're paying a big fee to a, a fancy PR company. Like, most most of them that are more discriminating will look for you to have something that enhances them too. Cause I mean, social media right now, like if you a big artist, like I'm seeing, you know, Tierra Whack, uh, Lil Uzi Vert, XXTentacion when he was alive, they were able to pop just off their following and then PR agencies and shit labels would come after them. So since that's part of the landscape, like it always helps to have your own interest and own buzz. But uh, a PR agency can help you if you're like mid-level and you need to get to the right editors and the, like the right writers to talk about your stuff. Okay. So, I mean, it matters for artists to still kind of build up their own thing. So would you say, right. For like an artist, right. That's like, doesn't really have anything going and they're thinking, okay, well, let me go and pay this PR Bad firm, idea. you know, the PR firms that will uh, work with them to get press. Would you say that's like, that's worth not, it or a that's, waste not of money? Worth, that's a total waste of money because, um, what that again what that outlet or what that agency can do the most they can do is offer you their services which will only be as strong as what your product is at that point and so if they're they're charging you a premium price which many pr agencies do no matter who you are because they still have to stay in business if they're charging you a premium rate and you don't have enough to boost it yourself on your side it's just that's just pouring money down a well like that's that's flushing money down the toilet because why why how is that going to work like how is their word which and pr agencies tend to be more like behind the scenes outlets so they still have to work their connections to get you more exposure um whereas in the examples i brought up like tiara whack and Lil uzi vert it was like nah they did something artistically that a lot of people were into and then you know, then they can get the backers and, and the PR agency can do what it's best at doing instead of getting all the exposure. Like PR agencies are great at getting targeted exposure and like premium brand exposure for those music outlets. But if you want exposure, period, you, you have to do the legwork. Mm. Mm. Yeah, man. So let's play a game, yeah. right? Good pitch, bad uh -huh. pitch. Like you've been in the business for a while, man. Like, give me an example of a bad pitch that you've got. Okay, yeah, and and uh, I don't even want to name any names because it doesn't. Nah, no, yeah, no, no, no naming names. Just, just, just the pitch. Yeah, the pitch. Um, I got someone in um one of my social media inboxes who is like, "Yo, I got this EP. I've been working on it like three years. I know I haven't really been on the music shit lately. Um, but like, you know me. Um, like, check it out. Yo, please check it out. Like." please check it out. I'll, you know, check this out. I really appreciate it. And just repeatedly in my inbox kind of following up like, Hey, can you, um, can you cover this? Um, and I think the reason why that was a bad pitch, I mean, there's a couple reasons, right? Uh, one, cause like I said, the day of the music review blog is dead. So it's not like outlets are highly interested in the thing that I'm going to now pitch to them. It's like, Oh, Hey, I have this unknown artist. You want to run this on your really big website? <laughs> like 
it's like yo they gotta they gotta drive ad sales like they gotta drive ads so it's like if they have posts on there that don't drive traffic and it's literally just a favor and the writer is not going to be able to do anything to get big they're not going to be interested so it's it's a bad pitch on in that respect because it's like you don't know the marketplace you don't know the reason why the writer would feel invested in doing it um and then the other reason it's a bad pitch is they the the person i think the the etiquette of a pitch is important and that, that's not to say i think everybody has to be fucking polite to everybody else all the time but if you don't know for instance that i'm not writing about music right now don't pitch me music for three months especially if i tell you like hey i'm not really writing about music this is what i'm doing this is the kind of content i'm working on it just seems like um purposely negligent to say oh but my shit though like you gonna cover my shit and it's like no homie like i don't like i know you but that doesn't mean i'm gonna cover your shit because i'm not even covering stuff like that so twofold it's like you know you don't know the marketplace and then you you're not really pitching to me in a way that would make me enticed and is that benefits me or or like any of my objectives so that's the example of a bad pitch um a good pitch that i experienced and i wasn't even able to work with this person but it was a good pitch as an artist um from an, from another reason region um sent me music via um, a manager and the manager really believed in the artist and had been rocking with the artist for, you know, six, seven years. The artist, not only, you know, from a business standpoint, but uh, to help develop the music and the aesthetic and the sound and the campaign. So when this manager is coming to me, I'm like, wow, there's a person who's really invested in this artist. So before I even listen, that's created an impression in me because I'm still a human, right? Like I'm still look, looking for reasons to be interested in something I didn't know about 30 seconds before you hit me up. Um, but then in addition to that, sent me the music. I, I really liked the music. And then I went and looked, because I liked the music, I looked up this artist and I saw an active SoundCloud page. I saw um, a Spotify listing with songs on it. I saw, I saw the work. You know, I saw the work and then I could go and listen for myself. Um, so that was a really positive thing. And then the other thing that the manager did that made it more enticing is that they said to me, I would like to work with you. And I specifically um, said the same way I said to the, the, the bad pitch artist, like, hey, I'm not really writing about music like that. And he said to me, you know what, that's okay. Like I liked your music writing, but if there are other ways we can work on content and there are things that you wanna work on, um, maybe we can have a, a conversation about that. Maybe there's something that would work that could benefit you also. Mm. So just like, you know, knowing the landscape, but also, and like having a presence, but also knowing, hey, the person I pitch may want to get something out of this as well. Yeah, so it's like, you gotta treat things like a, like a, like a value exchange. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, man. And another thing I tend to think, right. And I've been told not by any writers or nothing, but by artists, right. You know, like, nah, that's wrong, man. That's wrong. That don't happen. Right. Is that because I always feel like when a writer or a playlist pitcher, a playlist maker or something like that, you know, when they get music from an artist, right. 
even if they are kind of interested in it. And I always think they they look that artist up and look to see yes. what that artist is doing and what they yes. sound, they, they, they Spotify is like. And, you know, I remember one dude, man, had commented on one of the videos. And he was like, no, nah, they don't do that. And another dude was like, I make playlists and I don't do that. I just judge it from the music. And I was like, I mm -hmm. think you might be an anomaly, bro. Because I think yeah. most people you know, check it out. And that kind yeah. of influences them to some extent, right? Looking and being like, well, this guy's got something going. Of course, it definitely does. And I think the internet, and you, you and I talk about this a lot, where the internet is such a vast source of information that I don't even fucking hire a plumber unless I read the reviews. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, there's no one that you can't find some digital proof of right now. Like if, if I'm, again, to bring it to the writer analogy, if I send uh, an editor who I'm pitching my, my work and all of my work is like Word docs or Google docs, but it's not published anywhere, you know, they, they will automatically question why, you know, mm. they'll, they'll, they'll say to themselves, well, even if this is a quality that I like, why is it that others haven't that's just it's just a natural human response yeah man yeah man so it's like okay looking at this this new music landscape with the playlists and all this other stuff that's going on now you know uh how big of an impact do you think press actually has you know on an artist's career you know what i'm saying these these reviews and these uh posts and stuff like that like do you think it has like a tremendous impact like that uh like how it used to have back in the days where it's, no. it's kind of like made careers and stuff no i don't i mean i don't think so i think social media is such a direct um fan to artist connection that um like like I, i've been mentioning these examples you have artists who can build up a following. I mean, since MySpace, this has happened, but it's just it just happens on a much larger scale now with better social networks. I mean, you could be an artist. I would I would more advocate for an artist to to rule Snapchat and do the things that would take to rule one platform than to try to go to you know the head of complex music and be like, yo, I want to get in with this person because that person is checking for the artists who already buzzing. Like you have to be <laughs> bubbling anyway. And I know this for a fact, cause I know these people. And, and I've been in these spaces where it's like, oh yeah, but like I heard so-and-so has a million followers on Twitter. And that's not the only way that they'll fuck with you, but it makes it better for them. It's like that it, we're in the age of clout. Like at first it was kind of like the blogs, right? Like the blogs were the cosign. That was like the age of the cosign. But then fucking bloggers fucked that shit up. The niggas was having you pay for posts on their blog, which like once payola and patronage becomes a part of the equation, everything's fucked up. It fucks up the quality control. It fucks up, you know, the saturation because shit gets oversaturated. But um, the thing that made it much more direct was social media because it was like the fans have an access to your voice and they have access to your music and your process. So, nah, I don't think these editorial outlets, these press places have very much influence at all right now. I think, if anything, they they ride waves and they chase clout because some of these artists can do a post or a blog and it will get more traffic than that site will get in a year. Mm. And that's that's a fact. And I know this for a fact. That's why they they need the artists to stay relevant and not the other way around. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I saw... 
the collapse kind of coming, you know, back when I first started advertising and I was looking at stuff like, you know, the trends and Google, you know, and I just start seeing the, the traffic to a lot of the music blogs just start imploding. Like it was like it was high and then it just like you see the slope, you know, in, yeah. a, in, a, in a drastic decline. And yeah. then as, you know, advertising for artists and stuff, you know, you see people come to you and they've gotten a lot of press. And you check the stats on YouTube to see like how many views they've gotten from the press that they've got, you know, and it'd be like 30, you know yep. what I'm saying? Like real tiny, low, low numbers, you know? Yeah. And the artists, to some extent, some of them, you know, they want to advertise to kind of make it look good to the press outlet that didn't get them any traffic. And I'll be like, well, that's backwards. Why do you want to yep. impress the press outlet so they cover you more when you're not getting anything out of it? You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, that just doesn't make sense. But I think what, I think what, I, but here's the point I'll make, not as a counterpoint, but just to qualify what you're saying, which is that prestige still matters to us. Like as human beings, and especially as artists, prestige still matters. There are certain publications that um, if I write for them and, and when I write for them, it will be a feather in my cap. But it's just measuring that versus the impact of having your own independent brand and leverage. Like those two, those are two different things. Wanting to be on pitchfork.com is a completely valid goal, but it's not, that's not a business goal. That's not a core driver of interest. It's something that you want personally, right? But just like if I want to be in the New York Times, that's something I personally want but I'm not going to hinge my success or how much money I make on being in the New York times. Once I think I have to hinge my success on, uh, you know, multiple other factors. Like I was saying that give you social proof. Mm. Yeah, man. So when you research an artist, right. Yeah. When you, when you look up an artist, right. Are you looking at numbers or are you looking at whether this artist got something going, like whether he has people right. that actually care about him and his right. music? I how do you kind of decipher between somebody who just has numbers right. and no real like actual, you know, fandom and somebody that actually has fandom? Right. Right. And, and that's a great question because um, you can buy numbers. Right. right. Like ever, ever since the Internet, ever since any kind of view count or or even impressions, you could you could buy that or you could get as much reach as you could by investing money in it. Um, that's why Google has sponsored ads, YouTube has ads, anybody can buy plays. Um, so what I'm looking for is um, a couple things. I'm looking for quality first. So I have to fucks with it. And then when I when I get so inspired by, by fucking with this music I'm, and that I'm sending it to other people like, yo, have you seen this? Cause it's like, it acts as a way of increasing my credibility to put people on to some shit that they might not have known. And it just makes me feel good to know some good music, right? So quality is first. And then the engagement of their fan base, like the people who are in the comments, like, yo, when are you coming to my town for a show? Mm. Or yo, I'm really feeling this bro flames. Thank you. Like that shows me that people have emotionally invested in that artist. And that is, um, it can it can be counted with stats, sure, but engagement, I think, is the name of the game. Yeah, yeah. That's the main thing I tell people they got a they got a gun for 
is building an actual fan base, right? Just 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 connecting with people who care about the music, you know? Because I always say, man, the people who care about stats, like the surface people who are like looking and being like, well, how many views this guy's got? I'm like, those people aren't going to be fans anyway, right? All they're going to do is look at the numbers and be like, wow, he has 100,000 views. And then they'll just go back, you know, as I ride my bike. They'll go off and forget about you because for yep. those people, they care about what's popular. And what's popular, yep. people are talking about. So if they don't see everybody else talking, it's just like no different than when somebody comes out with a song, right? And you can have people that don't like the song. But if everybody keeps talking about the song, people will keep listening to the song to find something about it to like so yes. they can be a part of what everybody else got going, you know, to, to yes. involve themselves in the conversation and stuff like that. So it's like it's not just the numbers, which is like a lot of right. artists be with that whole numbers thing, man. Like I have almost flat out arguments with some artists, man, who they who really are convinced that things like Vivo matter, like whether their video is uploaded to Vivo, you know, like, well, I. I just really think that that makes an impression, you know, having the, the video on Vivo. I'm like, bro, that matters not at all. <laughs> like, right, right. Nobody I mean, that's, says, that's okay, the prestige. Well, that's the prestige point, though, right? Like where people have made up their minds that something matters because of how it looks to them and how it makes them feel. Um, but I think the, the other thing you want to do in, in addition in, to, to, to rethinking numbers is rethinking what kinds of people will be looking for your stuff and what kinds of people will be inspired and motivated to endorse your stuff. Cause like the example you brought up, which was great, which was like, you know, you start to look for a reason. Why do people like this so much? So I, one of my friends, um, he was an early adopter of Cardi B. That's the one, that's the phrase I'll use. He was an early adopter because she was bubbling in New York and the mixtape stuff was coming out. And he was like, yo, I kind of fake fuck with this chick because she's really like putting out stuff I like. And he's not someone I would say tended toward uh, liking whack shit. Like he, he likes shit that's good and we had similar tastes. So when he told me this, and this was before Bodak Yellow dropped and we were at like a, a award show for one of these brands and, he was, and she was gonna perform I was like, you know what? I haven't been checking out her music. All I know about is her social media presence. And I know that she's popular from a television show. So I was just looking at that from the outside, looking in the same way you're saying, like where I didn't, I didn't know what the buzz was about, what the fuss, fuss was about. And I was like, maybe I'm washed. Maybe this shit just ain't for me. Like, and I was just, I was just saying that. And then when I got home from the award show and I got on YouTube and I specifically looked up the song that he said was kind of, was kind of dope. And I saw that there was a YouTube video and that I liked the song. I was like, oh, shit, she probably is about to bubble. And, you know, I knew she had some backing because at this particular award show, she went to what's called the radio room. And I shit you not, Chris Brown was the only person who, upon entering the radio room, got as much raucous approval as Cardi B. Mm. Like... Every time an artist come in, you know, the room would buzz a little. It's in like a hotel room and like a hotel conference room and all the radio stations are at tables. Every single urban radio station of note or fuck urban black radio station of note was there and they had their mic set up and they had their audio engineers and their, their on-air personalities and interns, everybody running around. So it's a big full room and there are multiple stars who will come in at any given time. So it's not like, you know, everybody's starstruck. But when Cardi B came in, I was in the next hotel room over doing another project. 
And I could hear how loudly everyone reacted to her. Everyone was like, oh, like it was a like a like everyone was surprised and kind of happy. And I was like, whoa, she's causing that same reaction that Chris Brown just caused 30 minutes ago showing up in a Lamborghini. And like he's Chris Brown, you know what I mean? So I, I, I saw the evidence from the outside looking in that people were fucking with her wave, but I didn't understand it for myself until someone personally in my network who I could vouch for and vouch for their taste was like, okay, no, fuck with it. And I was like, okay. And then I checked it out and it was good. And then Bodak Yellow happened maybe like three, four months after that. And I was like, oh, wow. Like those pieces of proof were there. You know what I mean? Did that buzz thing happen? Like when you walk, when she walked into the room, did that happen around the time with the reality TV show? Was that before that or after that? It was after, like she had already been off the show and oh, she okay. was and she okay. was doing music. Um, but I think the, the way that she was doing music had captured the interest of these markets. Cause you gotta remember there's like Pittsburgh markets, there's Atlanta markets, there's all kind of urban radio markets where now her songs are buzzing that I wasn't aware of. Cause I'm not on some regional trying to find out what Kentucky radio loves right now, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it was already buzzing. So I was like, okay, that's really interesting to see that she put the stuff out and it, and it, it made moves and now she's kind of like reaping the benefits of it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yo. Yeah, man, stuff is, that's interesting, man. Yeah, man. Because I mean, and Cardi, and I guess that's where, you know, your personality comes in play, right? Because she's got a certain je ne sais quoi about it, right? Because you got yes. a whole bunch of artists that's on reality TV show that, haven't been able to kind of like manufacture that kind of success. Like I, I've even done the research myself and looking them up, you know, like I, 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 I play this game cause I'm always, I'm, always, I'm a nerd, you know, so I'm always researching. So right. I look at all of the artists that's on the reality TV shows and then I go to Spotify and look at their stats and chart metric and look at their stats. And I'll be like, I'll be almost flabbergasted. Cause I'll be like, yo, you got a prime TV slot, you're on TV. Right. And it's like the numbers be dismal. You be like, yeah. how did you manage to not do well? You know? And then it's like, they be having people that back them, right? They have money, you know? So it's like, they're putting money into PR and stuff like that. So you oh, see the press, but it's like, I don't get how, you know? And then I'll be like, well, maybe it's just, they just, people just don't, don't like it like that. You know? Yeah. That's And that's a good point. I, I actually, uh, a reality show star whose name I won't mention, but who is extremely popular off that reality show fame. Um, and, and, and the artist wants to get the same attention for their music that they get for their television performance. And I think this artist is a star made for television, but the music that they make, um, it does, it doesn't translate. It doesn't bring their personality over. And it's not, it's not music that I feel like is, in the now or innovative or, or fresh in any way. And hip hop demands that you're fresh. You gotta be fresh. You gotta be bringing something to the table. I mean, you could, everybody could ride a bandwagon, but if you wanna stand out in your era, you gotta bring something fresh. And this artist just never had that musically, even though in other realms, they have that. And I think they, they came to a friend of mine um, looking for that kind of social media help and they have a team like you said, they have a team and, and they have lots of social media engagement for other reasons, but they're like, well, when I drop a single or when I have this post about my single, like, why is it such a lower post than like me at the gym, you know? And it's because, yeah, quality still matters. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you coming out with trash music, ain't nobody trying to check for trash music just because just you're famous, you know? 
Yeah, yo. That's another thing I deal with, with like uh, artists that have experienced success in other things, like from television to something like that, man, thinking that it transfers over, you know, where they say, well, I'm, gonna, I'm on this show, or I'm on this thing. And, you know, I know these people are going to, you know, lose it when I come out with a song. And I'm like, oh, I wouldn't bank on that. You know what right. I'm saying? Right, exactly. Because that. it's like, yeah, just because people know you from a TV show don't mean that they're going to like, be like oh my god let me go listen to this guy's music you know it's yeah. like you've had like uh, what's his name david hasselhoff and like all of these all of the singers from daytime television like these people right. who, who who sing to you know it's like their music careers aren't like you know the thing that people really rock with rock with because they like them as a as an actor you know yes and, absolutely and music and, artists you you got to earn that you know yep and i completely agree and the other thing about that that people just because okay, like, every rock star wants to be an athlete. Every athlete wants to be an entertainer. Every, you know, those things are always true of people. Like, whatever famous thing they're in, they want to be famous as something else, and they want people to see this this hidden talent or this passion that they have in some other area, and that's just a, that's just a factor of people who are high-level performers in any field. But the other thing that they disregard is, yo, something like Instagram is a visual medium. So if you are dope visually or there's something about you visually that people want to check out, that don't mean they want to hear you. You know what I mean? Like they could be deaf and be fucking with your Instagram page every day, but they don't have the capacity to hear your music. And not to say that everybody is deaf, but they might as well be because they ain't on that platform to hear you. They're on it because it's a visual platform and to see you just like there are, um, Artists who the only way I come in contact with them is when I'm playing a playlist at the gym and the music is something I need to hear. Like I throw on Meek Mill when I want to work out because he's he has up tempo music. I'm not checking for Meek Mill's portraiture. If he starts painting fucking 16th century portraits one day, even if he's kind of fly at the shit, that's not what I'm going to Meek Mill for. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to, to hear his high pitch, when I'm in the gym, I need to hear that. And that's going to like make me feel energetic. But I think sometimes people disregard, like, listen to the fans, like listen to what consumers are telling you that they want from you. Yeah. Rather than trying to force it and say, Hey, here's what I want to give you. Cause I mean, you will end up with nothing. Right. Exactly. If you, if you just disregard it and you say, okay, well, people think I'm funny and they want comedy from me, but, I want to sing. So here's a song. And then it's yeah. like people be like, because I've seen that too, right? Artists try to force feed yeah. something. And then what happens is they end up just losing followers, right? People just start dropping yep. off because it's like, that's not why I'm here. I'm not here to, to see you sing. I'm here because you were, you were funny and you were uploading comedy skits. And now you're uploading music all the time. And so I'm out, you know? Yeah. So it's like, hey, and that, man, but here, you know, I want to, I want to say about that too, just to make sure I represent what I believe in positive thoughts. Jordan Peele is someone that people came to for comedy, mm -hmm. right? Um, he happened to be also an excellent writer and filmmaker, and he used comedy to give him the platform to put his really brilliant ideas out there. Um, but he's the exception that proves the rule. And I know that there are people who are multiply talented in that way. And I think probably more people than ever, we all grew up with media. We all grew up with ways to create different media. Um, so I don't, wanna, I don't wanna say that it's, it's impossible, but make sure that 
the thing that people are seeking you out for um, isn't so far removed from the thing that you want to give them. Like if Jordan Peele had, a, had been trying to jumpstart a career as a musician, like from nothing, from co doing comedy, now I'm a musician, that would have been much harder for him to sell because that's not what people are, it's not even close to what people are seeking from him. Yeah, but, but I, don't, I don't know if it's just like a matter of what it is, like like switching gears, you know, as much as it is when people just give you the indication that it's a no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like yeah, if you, yeah. it's like it's one thing, right? Cause it's, it's you can test whatever you want, test whatever you want. If you right. sing and you want to rap, go ahead. You know, if you right. rap and you want to sing, try it. You know, you right. act and you want to do comedy, go ahead. But if yeah. you do comedy, right, and you bomb, right, and then yeah. you come out and you try it again and you bomb, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> then it's like, yo, you kind of got to be like, well, maybe this ain't the thing for me. You know what I'm saying? Right. You right. do, exactly you know, you, you test the waters out. You sing and and people say, yo, you suck. You can't be like, well, ah, uh, let me just keep doing this because this is what I want to do, and I don't know why they want to just keep coming to me for comedy. It's like you're gonna kill yourself like that. That doesn't make much sense, man. You know, it's I like, agree. Yo, you, yeah, you just recognize what your what your talents are because that's what. What happens is like we're all in a this is all a subjective business, right? Where it's not yeah. like it's not like laundry detergent, right? Where it's like, yo, it cleans my clothes or it doesn't clean my clothes. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. This is all, well, do you get the applause or do you not? You know what I'm saying? Like whether 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 do people feel moved by whatever it is you're doing or not? There is no concrete factual, yes, this is good, this is bad. It's all based on the crowd. So it's like when you put something out and the crowd is like, yeah, then you're like, oh, well, okay, well, cool. Well, maybe this isn't the thing, you know what I'm saying? And you gotta go and, you know, try to figure things out for yourself, man. But yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I think the other thing, you don't wanna, you don't wanna eliminate people's curiosity about whether you could be good at something. I think about Victor Oladipo, for instance, because He's put out, he's an NBA player, but he's put out songs and people like the way that he sings. And so no one's committing to no, he didn't bomb. So there's the curiosity about what he could do is still there. But once you get the no, <laughs> that's a real, that's, it's a mark on you. When you get the no, it's a mark on you. And, and it's hard to remove that kind of stain versus when you're kind of like Oladipo, I'm putting out a song. I'm seeing if you like it. You like it? Okay, you fuck with this? All right, I'm going to work on another song. He hasn't put out an album yet, but I think as a singer, he could reasonably put out an album that people might like. And yeah. he hasn't and he hasn't shifted them to a no. And I think that's a lot of that's the mistake that a lot of artists make. They shift people to a no by doing that force feeding. Yeah, forcing it, man. Forcing it, man. And I mean, even with something like that, right? It's like one thing I look at, man, with artists and and social media and all of that type of stuff is I look and I say, okay, cool. Well, like all artists, when they come to the table, they wanna they wanna work on an original song, right? They wanna work on an original song and put their original song out there and push that. And I always find myself, you know, telling the artist that, yo. One of the m most important things is kind of to develop yourself as an artist, yeah. right? Rather than just trying to force a, a song down people's throat, because maybe people aren't ready to hear a song from you, let alone a mixtape. That, like, that's another thing that I see these artists, like they use a d distributor like DistroKid, and they'll just kick out like, like five, six, seven albums a, a year. And it's like, bro, if you're not known and you don't have like some massive budget, you can't perform promote a single. 
let alone five albums. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. like, there has to be an audience for that type of stuff. So I'd be like, hey, well, if you build yourself up, like if you get people to recognize that you have talent, right? Like this person can sing, this person can rap, then you develop interest and maybe, you know, being able to put together an original single and then you put that out there. And that kind of goes to your point about, you know, once people see, hey, this guy's got a following, you know, then other people come to the table. So it's like you do that, you develop a fan base, then you put out a single and that fan base positively receives that single and then it brings other things. You know what I'm saying? Rather than just having a single and then being like, yo, I just want to plot this out there and how can I get? Because I'll be like, my, my thing is advertising. It's like, yo, if you do things that way, that's the way you're going to have to promote that record. Advertising. Yeah. Because radio yeah. and stuff like that isn't going to be open to you. So you're going to have to just like push it now, you know? Yep. And yeah, because organically, I don't know whatever the reason is. You maybe could tell me, man, but people just are receive a song differently than when they see something in their feed where it's like, uh. 16 bar freestyle when people see 16 bar freestyle or listen to this girl sing this song or or, or a cover or something people just be way more inclined to sit and yeah. listen to a cover or to sit yeah. and listen to a, a freestyle you know then they do a song when people see a song people just be way more apprehensive about listening i don't know why but they just tend to yeah i mean because they're they don't they don't know anything about it like and it's, it's only a really small group of people who are excited by things that they don't know that are novel because, you know, that's a change that's changing what they're going for and what they expect. And um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. The other thing is like, think about our generation, the generation after the generation after that, which of these generations likes spam? Like <laughs> it's a term now, like we like, yo, don't spam me. And it's that that's what people use to talk about when people text too much or when people post too much on social media, that's spamming. And obviously we know that the origin of spam and like how that first started with email, but it's just a feeling. It's like, if you do too much of something, um, it's, it's a violation of the social etiquette that we have online for one. But then the other thing is it shows that you aren't the quality control of your brand. Cause it's hard for me. I don't think any of the great professional artists can put out five albums of high quality in a year. So what makes you think that you're gonna be able to maintain quality over five albums worth of material? It almost makes it seem like you're, you're testing stuff on fans before they've, they've agreed to accept it. And that's spam, that's solicitation. And it's not a relationship with the fan that's saying, oh, I know you like this, here's some of what you like. It's just like, anything I create is now supposed to be something you listen to. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And that could be like fatigue, right? Too quick. Yep. Right. If you got a person that actually likes you and you just keep like flooding with material, it could wear thin, you know, and that person yep. might not, you know, they might, you might, it almost becomes like white noise, right? They, 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 yes. they you know, where it's just like you come out with stuff and it's like you always coming out with stuff. So it's it's not a it's not like an event, you know, when you come out with right. something. It's just like it's just a normalcy to it. Like, oh, I, you know. Yeah, yeah especially if it doesn't if it doesn't stand out like if, if, if what you're coming out with all the time all the time it doesn't stand out and it doesn't make people move or or feel encouraged that you're getting better or you're doing something that's unique 
Yeah, that's another thing I tell artists too, man, is that people need to, like when you're dealing with your your your, your actual, especially not even fans, because fans, they want new music and they want good music, right? This is more uh, uh, advice that kind of pertains to, you know, the artist kind of, uh, that's building up, trying to basically build through their personal network. Like, you know, everybody starts off and all they have is their friends and family and stuff, you know? Yep. And, and and there's nothing wrong with that, right? To springboard yourself and to push yourself to something else, right? But the thing I always caution with that is, I'm like, yo, you gotta recognize those aren't fans and those people are not gonna be excited by the prospect of a new song because they don't care about your song. They just care about you as a person. So right. for them, it's more so dumb seeing progress in regards of you moving closer towards success right so what they want right. to see is hey you got you got some type of press in some magazine that they recognize you got some type of radio airplay or something like that and then right. you know you can take that and then you can do some type of fundraising because then they'll give you money because they feel like yo well if he just have has a little bit more help you know, then maybe who knows where he could go because he's getting all of this attention from these people that we feel like, you know, opinions matter, you know. But it's like sometimes, man, the artists get lulled and they're thinking that those people are fans and then they just get caught up in feeding them, you know, where I, sometimes yeah. I hear artist has like a record that's a good record. And then they, they they abandon the record and work on new material because they feel like, oh, this is old. And it's like, bro, who's heard it? The only people yeah. that have heard it. It's like your friends and your family that you've been right. pushing music to for the past three years. You know, so it's like you're abandoning records that could perform really well for you because, hey, I, these people, this 100 people is tired of it. So let me move on. And it's just like it's it, it's just so counterproductive, man. It's just it's just sometimes, man, it's almost hurtful to see. It's just a good song. Go to waste. I agree. And, and I think for artists who want to be successful, um, the abandonment of ego has to happen as soon as you finish the art. So your ego and yourself and every part of yourself should be in the art. Once you move into promoting it, you have to you have to start involving other people. You have to take out your subjective bias because that is what's going to create this dynamic where now you're you're trying to do a prestige play or you're you're abandoning the promotion of a good project to move to another project. These are all personal desires that artists pursue without knowing um, that logistically it's a disadvantage for them. And and I've seen those same cases too. I, 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 there's an artist who I know who's worked really well professionally, has lots of connections, but the way this artist is popular right now is social media. And the social media following they have is is excellent. And, but it's like you were talking about before, it's humor, it's comedy stuff. They're, they're making people laugh. They're starting conversations almost to the point where people are, the, the vast majority of the people following them are, are don't even know that this person's an artist. And even with that, you know, connections and having done work on songs with more notable musicians and uh, having good quality work um, on the artist's own catalog, but people are checking for them for social media now. Mm. They're checking for them for the memes and for commentary and stuff like that. And now it's almost as if that person has abandoned their art because they're going more for the recognition that they get from the social media stuff. And it's gonna be, you know, it's not impossible for them to go to their art, back to their art. I don't think it's impossible at all, but I think they're gonna have to cultivate a whole new 
relationship with those followers and fans that has nothing to do with the thing that they're seeking out. Yo, that's such a pertinent point, man, because it's like with this social media stuff, right? Artists tend to get caught up in, in getting, building a following on a platform and then they kind of forget the purpose and the intent of building a following on that platform. And the following is supposed to become because people have interest in what it is that you're doing, right? So if you're doing music, right? You get on Twitter so the people who are your fans can engage with you on Twitter. You know, you, you, you have an Instagram account so the people who love your music can see your process and stuff like that. Right. It, it becomes toxic and it doesn't work when you get on Instagram and you say, well, how do I bring attention to myself on Instagram? Right. And then you just start being like, OK, cool. Well, you do music and people ignore you for music. So now you on Instagram talking about politics. Now you're on Instagram or, 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 or on Twitter or whatever, talking about social issues. You are talking about, you know, uh, being a father or something like that. You know, anything that you feel like will work, you know, and bring you attention. You know, you're putting your kids right. out there and stuff. So right. you attack, right. you you bring this, this uh, audience for whatever it is that you focus on. And then you focus on that because it's like, well, this is what's getting me the likes and the comments. But it's like your intent is to promote your music. So then you promote your music and either people leave or they just ignore it, you know? So right. it doesn't really help you develop a fan base for your music, you know? So it's kind of like, like it's, it's counterproductive almost, you know, to be there it is. doing it is. all this it's, other it's, stuff that, that doesn't really, you know, uh, promote the music. And you, and you do business and you understand art. So I think you're particularly positioned to tackle this issue. It's a form of tampering. It's a form of a bait and switch. It's a bait and switch because you're still dealing with people you want to convert, to take an action, especially as it relates to your music. You want them to buy a ticket. You want them to, to stream something. You want them to actually type in letters and search your name or your album title. And this is an era where people don't even click. <laughs> they, they, need to, they need to have it handed to them. So you're going to take that faith that they have and whatever it is they chose to follow you for and tamper with it. It just seems like it, it, it seems like a betrayal. And it, it seems like that has more to do with, with you as an individual than it has to do with what that audience wants. Yeah, definitely, man. Word, man. And I want to get to these, this question, man, you know, too, man. Like, how do you feel about you know, as a writer, right? You know, you got these uh these uh pay to play platforms, right? Now that's like like it's out of the shadows, right? It's like it's mainstream now, right? You got yeah. sub submit hub, you got these uh playlist uh platforms where artists can pay to have their music uh pushed to people who create playlists and stuff. Like, what's your take on that? You know, like is it is it is it, do you feel like any any legitimate writers, you know? use those things or or, or 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 accept submissions from those things like like who 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 are the type of people who be on those those platforms taking some su su uh, uh, solicitation the, bro it's jankypromoters.com like it's only <laughs> it's only illegitimate folks or people who don't care about the broader scope of credibility that are taken for from uh you know, pay to play platforms, payola platforms. We even have the term payola because of a way earlier form of media in radio. Like every time there's been a form of media, there's been a hustler or a scammer who's tried to profit from people wanting widespread distribution of their, their art. 
And it's never uh, – here's why the game's fucked up, though. Because Paola still operates with people who have good music, good product, and resources. So you remember the stories how Dame and Jay-Z used to pull up to Hot 97 with a Ben's trunk full of cash. Mm. And they'd just be walking around the building giving money to people. <laughs> and that's in the era where you know a lot of great creative and independent artists came out through hip hop who didn't have those kind of resources. So they could be on par with with Dame and Jay if they had a great, you know, if you if you're a Jay Ruta Damager or, you know, a lot of other indie artists who were coming up through smaller outlets or with different means, you could still actually get the platform. But the thing about Paola that fucks shit up is that the rich only get richer. Like it's it's not going to help you. It's the same kind of throwing money in the toilet and flushing process because there's there's diminishing return unless you have like BMF level coke money like there's no way that that's going to help you hang with the artists who can easily pay you know 20 to 30 thousand dollars for every youtube video and get get those views that 20 or 30 thousand dollars could push for you which which is a lot you know and and they might even have a lot of dislikes on the video but they don't care because they just want the views so i mean it's completely fucking illegitimate those those you know playlist makers just like the paid bloggers that were you know becoming popular for a second before blogs died um it's just a it's just a new form of an old trick you know it's it's definitely it's a snake oil salesman kind of you know i'll give you the magic solution right here i have it right here anyone who tries to sell you on something like that i'll give you this magic magic solution i have it right here whether it's a fucking diet whether it's your art and you're trying to get out to more people is a liar. That person <laughs> is lying. There is no magic solution. That is one thing that's going to get you to the people that you need to get. There are many things you need to do in any form of art to get to a widespread audience. And you have to be doing all of those things. Well, so if one person, they're, they're just appealing to you wanting to have it easy by even selling it to you. Yeah. Trying to, trying to make it seem like, Hey, you could just pay five dollars or whatever and reach this person, and you know, because I know the fr frustration for a lot of artists that use those things is always, well, you know, I got all of these replies where these people just gave me uh, reviews, you know, because that's the thing, right? That the whole thing be like, all right, well, you know, you gotta listen to the music and you gotta give a review on the platforms, right? That's that'd be the thing, the least, right? And the guy would be like, I keep getting all these reviews where they say, yeah, I like the song, but they don't post it. Nobody is posting the song. Everybody's saying they like it. And it's like, yeah, you know, I'm like, oh, man. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, because even if because it's like you got some notable platforms that use those uh, those things. Right. Notable yeah. blogs and stuff. And I don't know if it's like writers or whether it's like the platform itself, you know, like the actual, you know, website, whoever runs it, you know, that's just, right. just there to kind of like extract more uh, more money, you know, out of their brand name, you know. Yeah. But whatever the case is, they get some nice words. They don't get no coverage and they be frustrated about it. And it's like, yeah, man, because you the people that I know that get coverage like that, you know, they politic with the writers, like the people that don't have like a whole bunch of money or influence or something like that. They reach out to like writers on social media and they built with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's like they start following them. They comment on the stuff that the person posts. 
they become recognizable to that person where that person kind of knows them now, you know, and then they'd be like, hey, you know, and I got some music and now the writer kind of has a relationship with that with that guy, you know, where it's yes. like, yeah, I'll check this out, you know, because I know you, you know, so it's like the 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 blog submit type of thing, you know, it's 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 paid cold calling in a way. Right. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're paying. You know, but it's not like PR where you pay a PR and you get in on, on the PR's reputation, right? It's like basically paying to, to, to cold call an email, like to send an email. And the same way people yeah. would e ignore that email that came from an artist they didn't know, they would ignore, you know, that, that thing that comes through this company that they don't know. But the company just incentivize it and say, hey, well, you got to at least listen and say something. So it's like, okay, cool. All right. And they begrudgingly listen and say something you know just to satisfy whatever the the the, the requirements are so they can get paid you know yeah. like, i mean i seen one platform that i feel like you know kind of gets it right to some extent and it's still not something that i recommend that artists do right with the whole pitching and stuff like that man i still feel like you know if you are trying to get your music out there the best way to do it is to either advertise or you know, try to pimp the system with like search engine optimization or covers and remixes and things like Agreed. that. You I know? agree with that. Yeah, but it's like, you know, this platform, you know, they, they basically try to incentivize it at multiple levels, right? Like people make okay. a little bit of money if they listen and review and then they get more money if they playlist the song and then they get more money if they put the song on a playlist that the, that the song actually uh, gets okay. heard on and stuff okay. like that. So it's like, as people listen, as they playlist more songs and those songs get listened to, they give them like a quality score. And the more that happens, the higher their score is and the more money that they make. You know what I'm saying? So they kind of yeah. try to make it so, all right, well, if you just come here to listen and 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 give BS reviews to generate income, you're not really going to make no money. You know what I'm saying? And the other thing, the other factor that helps some of those things work, because people might be asking you, like, well, why do they exist if they don't work? They like they must be helping someone. And it's like, well, it helps the the economy of the music business. Like it keeps money flowing, but it's not it's not it's just money flowing out of the artist's hands into other places like outlets like Spotify and, and SoundCloud and all the big platforms. They still need content. So th there is an advantage to them working with these third party vendors to source content and maybe if one of these third party vendors that could be here one day, gone the next, launches some viral super superstar, that's all they need is one. And then it's on the Spotify or the SoundCloud and the third party, you know, they ran off with your money and they don't exist anymore. Um, and only that artist really got the benefit from this, this you know, intermediary, this middleman. But there's all, middlemen are always gonna make money off of these industries because people so badly want to be seen and noticed. Um, and it's just about saying like, okay, let me measure, let me temper my expectations of what this can yield for me if you're going to use one of those services. Yeah, because all it is is a shortcut, right? Yes. And most times the sh shortcuts don't work. <laughs> they don't work, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, man, you know, and yeah, man, the artists, and right now, man, you know, there's just so many stories of, or that that present the, the the idea to a lot of artists that things are way easier than they than they are and things should come faster than what they do you know so artists yeah. read these stories where they say okay well this guy uploaded a mixtape to his website and you know 
they drop murder off Mason, he woke up in Teen Summit. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know, right, they, right. They, they, they think that's the way it works. Like, well, I read this and they said this guy just uploaded a mixtape. I read this and it says that this guy just got big on Instagram. And it's like, yeah, but you got to ask yourself, how? How? Right. Why? Right. You know? Like, I'm Dog, I explaining about, that to a I younger artist. Drake 10 years ago. <laughs> and the way that I wrote about him, it really relates to this particular topic because... And, and and it goes back to something we said earlier, which is that if you are doing it as a mid-level or kind of startup artist paying these services, what do you think somebody who has a lot of money is doing? <laughs> Drake, when he was first, when he was putting out his first mixtape, dude, when he was putting out his first mixtape, I had PR blast from him from multiple companies. He was paying people, producers, assistant producers, supervising producers on 106 and Park to listen to and list his videos. He was doing YouTube advertising in the early stages of it. So he had the resources from being a, a child actor and he immediately poured that into the promotion of his music. Now, he had a certain quality level to his music and the resources. So it's like he was tipping the scales in his favor. So again, the rich got richer. And if you're going to try to compete with that, just just know what you're competing with, because it's like I don't go and try to take I don't I don't go and try to for like NBA professional level run that happens at street ball courts in New York. I'm not trying to jump in those games. <laughs> I'll get dunked on and it will be embarrassing or I'll hurt myself. And that's what a yeah. lot of artists are trying to do when they go into these services. It's like, yo, you, you're dealing with real pros or or at least pro-am level people who have the resources um, to, to make these things turn around for them. But I'm not, don't get dunked on, bro. Like that shit is embarrassing and you, you lose your money too. Yeah, like I look at it, I say, man, listen, B, at the end of the day, you don't know what kind of, like you say, resources people have, you know? Just because you haven't heard of these people don't mean that they don't have nothing behind them. You know what I'm saying? Even if it be, it can be small things, you know, like things like this, this guy might have a family member, you know, like he might have parents and his, his mom might be a doctor on some Huxtable type time. His mom might yeah. be a doctor, his pops might be a lawyer and he got money. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He, live in, he live at home. He ain't got no bills. You know, he go to them. He say, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. They say, well, here's a budget, you know, get ahead, make it happen. You know, yep. and you're looking at it and you're like, well, I don't know this guy. And he just seemed to just throw his stuff up on Instagram and make it successful. So why can't I do this? It's like, yeah, but this dude paid a whole bunch of influencers and all sorts of stuff. All you saw was just, hey, he got engagement and he got fame. But you don't see all of that money that he spent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I have, I've had conversations, man, with people, you know, that that's working out in LA, man. And the numbers that they throw at me that people are spending on things like Instagram influencers and getting nothing back from it is like astonishing. He's like, like 30,000, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, what? It's insane. It's absurd. It's absurd. And, and um, like, that's why, yeah, pay to play always fucks the game up, man. Like it's, there's no place, there's no artistic industry where pay to play has ever benefited the artist and the and the artists that it does benefit are artists that had the money in the first place. Yeah, man. So my last, the last thing we're going to touch on, man, it's going to be the last thing, bro, is these uh, platforms like Spotify and the Apple Musics and stuff like that of the world and their impact on publications. Right. Because what yeah. I notice right now is 
they don't give any real estate to like the editors, you know, or to their own editors, right? They don't allow them people to get any shine for the work that they do and creating these playlists and stuff, right? And then two, they don't allow any of like the users that create playlists and stuff to get any real estate on the platform. So they don't promote them in any kind of way. They just right. kind of focus on branded playlists and their own internal system, you know? So I wanted to just get your uh, perception of how these things are playing out. Like, do you feel like they're gonna kill off a lot of these music uh, out uh, outlets, these blogs, these magazines and stuff like that and kind of like cannibalize that whole system where it's just gonna be them and them kind of steering everything and determining, you know, what is and what isn't? I'm of two minds about it. I think the trend will always be um, because of capitalism, monopolies, big business, whatever you want to call it, um, because that's unchecked. Things, small things get, big bank take little bank, right? So small things always get swallowed up by the Spotify's of the world, the Facebook's of the world, the Google's of the world. Small things are always going to get swallowed up. Um, and there's no way for um, us to control that. But I think the unique thing right now that's in the content creator's hands, that's in the artist's hands, I don't even like using the term content, honestly, but that's in the artist's hands is, is the art, is the product. And so the Spotify's, Facebook's, Twitter's, Instagram's, they still need the art to function. And if as an artist, you're building your art in such a way that it's so powerful and it's so high quality and it has such a great audience that it doesn't need a particular platform, then you're at an advantage. I do think that Spotify is going to, and, and in their ventures to, to sort of, you know, take over more of the leverage that they want. Because Netflix did the same thing in, in, in uh, visual media and movies. They were like, yo, you know what? We're tired of licensing all these movies for a year or six months, and then now we don't have the movies. We're going to make our own content because that is a, a, a huge business advantage for them. That allows them to enter the space of a monopoly like a Disney um, or some other big uh, content distributor like Fox. Like Netflix can be Fox if they have their own content. And they realize like we have to get to that point if we even want to compete with these really big outlets. And that's what Spotify realized too. They're like, well, if the labels own all the content, if they own all the art, they have the product. So what are we going to do when the labels decide, oh, we don't want you to have this or there, there are certain parts of the rights sharing and the distribution and the prices we want to have. So they did the next natural step, which is smart business for Spotify to say, all right, well, we'll be the label. You don't have to do anything. We have the way that you can stream it. We have the, the audience. But the one missing piece that neither of the motherfuckers have is the art. <laughs> and so I, I always encourage people, protect and own your art. Protect and own it, no matter what level you're at. You'd rather be making 90% of the profit, uh, you know, minus the little overhead for promotion, 70% profit, than, you know, getting some 360 deal where you, you may not make any money at all, where you're paying people back, you're mortgaging your career to create art you can distribute. And that is, that's hustling backwards if I've ever heard. But, um, but that power still is in the artist's hands. Like it's still 
can lay with the artists, even with Spotify and places like Netflix saying, oh, you can just distribute straight through us. Because that's also like the devil you know versus the devil you don't know. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's a deal with the devil when you say, oh, Spotify is going to be my record label. Like, oh, word. You see how much they pay people right now who are professional artists? Yo, yo, that's millions of streams. That's the one thing that nobody really recognizes, man, that 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 I that came to mind when they announced the direct partnerships. I was like, yo, they they, they basically are, are creating scabs. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's union busting, yes. you know, because yes. right now they have to deal with entities, right? They have to deal with uh yes. universal music. They have to deal with publishing organizations. They have to deal with indie label unions. You know what I'm saying? And those people right. come with bodies of, of artists and bodies of art that have massive right. leverage that they can say, hey, well, if you don't want to play ball, we'll pull one million songs off of your cap, you know, off of your platform. Exactly. It's like, well, all right, what do you want? You know what I'm saying? But if they can kind of bust exactly. that up and break everybody into individual artists where now you're negotiating on your own, you know, then, yo, you get raked over the coals because they can do yeah. without you and your individual album. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah man, everybody gets excited because they're like, oh, direct deals, great. But it's like, yeah, man, it, ultimately what they're trying to do is wrestle away market share from the record companies and stuff like that so they can make an, uh, they'll, they can basically have a, 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 a easier fight. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and, and to, to double down on your point, always question who it's big or good business for when those moves happen. If it's if it's big or good business for Spotify, you should raise an eyebrow because <laughs> that is almost always going to be not big or good business for the artist. Like, and, and look at other industries. Hollywood has unions for the writers, for the actors, very strong unions, probably the strongest of any industry because of entertainment's premium. Those unions, like you said, they, they create leverage. They create huge deals where it's like, oh, A-list movie star is not going to be on your production if you don't get X director in on this one. And, and that leverage is, is inestimable. There's no way to measure the value of that. It's so valuable. And it's almost as valuable. Like I said, it's just owning your own shit. Owning your own shit. It's, it's owning your own destiny. Yeah, man. So on that note, man, this I think this was a great podcast, man. I great, think this is a great, great episode, great, man. Great. I really enjoyed this, man. I really enjoyed it, man. I I, I appreciate it because you know we always rap about this stuff anyway, and now it's like a way to to sort of like distill the information to to your fans, and I I really appreciate the opportunity. I love all the work that you do and how you're empowering artists, and you know keep doing that shit before all these distributors and platforms try to get at you. <laughs> Word, man. Definitely appreciate it, man. And you keep doing every, everything that you're doing, man. I know you got the the the, the Neil Riggers podcast and everything, man. If you got appreciate anything it. else you want to shout out, man, go ahead, man. Shout it out, man. Tell people where they could find you, man, where they could find the stuff that you're doing, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, know, man. I mainly just want to shout out uh, my Twitter handle is at Drew Breeze with a Z, D-R-E-W-B-R-E-E-Z. And um, my medium page is at the same name, at Drew Breeze. You can check out writing and stuff that I do there. Um, and and thank you to all artists who are creating art because they all inspire me. Like you inspire me. We should all use each other as a community to stay inspired and to give each other the leverage that we're talking about. Yeah, 
work as a work as a unit. Absolutely. All right, man. Thank you. One love, Thank you bro. for being a guest, bro. Much appreciated. Indeed. Look forward to hearing it. All right, man. Peace. Peace.